The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. It's Matt Slick Live. Matt is the founder and president of the Christian Apologetics Research Ministry, found online at CARM.org. When you have questions about Bible doctrines, turn to Matt Slick Live for answers. Taking your calls and responding to your questions at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everyone, welcome to the show. It's me, Matt Slick. Listen to Matt Slick Live. If you want, you can give me a call. All you have to do is dial 877-207-2276. And uh, also, to let you know that we had an issue with the phones, and we got it resolved. And um, I'm working up a how-to sheet for the staff guys and girls to be able to go in and retrieve all the voicemails and stuff like that. We've had to do it in such a way that different people have access to it from different locations. That has been a real challenge, but we've got it. I got it worked out finally, and I was doing an SOP, Standard Operating Procedure, on how to access all of that stuff. So, if you have called us and haven't had a response back, that's why, and we're going to be getting onto that pretty quickly. Also, uh, tonight, um, at Bible study, I'm teaching, uh, let's see, what time do we start? We start at uh, 9.30 uh, p.m. Eastern time. That's not the best time. Uh, you know, it's a little bit late, but you know, that's, that's how it is here. We have people coming over to the house, and I teach. We're going through Romans, and we're, I think we're starting around, where are we starting? What verse? Romans 3-something. I'm going to look at my notes. Uh, but it's going to, oh, it's going to be good. Let's see. Um yeah, that's right. I think we, saw, we stopped at verse 8. We're going to start at verse 9, and this is going to start getting into uh, varying theological issues like uh, uh, total depravity and human free will and things like this. We're going to be slowing down, and I'll be teaching on other things that are related to this. For the next several chapters, this is going to be happening. There's going to be all kinds of discussions on what propitiation is, justification, imputation. Uh, it's going to be just really deep, uh, but slow, you know, uh, uh, and it should be understandable to the average Joe. Because what I like to do, if you want to hear, but what I like to do is uh, take complicated things and make them um, understandable to the average Joe because it just takes time to figure these things out, right? So what I've done over the years, I think, is learned how to explain certain things, like the necessity of the universals in particular as they manifest in the one and the many. Now, that's been a challenge uh, to be able to discuss and make understandable to uh, to people because it took me a while to get it. Like, what the heck are they saying? So uh, that's one of the things I'm working on there. And, uh, and stuff like that. But nevertheless, we have four open lines if you want to give me a call. 877-207-2276. And if you want to email me, uh, you can do that. Uh, info at carm.org. If you have a question or a comment that you don't want to call, doesn't work for you, uh, then you can just email me at info at carm.org. Let me see what we got right there. Let's see. Info, info. Where is it? Right there in the box. Yeah. And uh, so there we go. Yeah, all right. Okay, good. All kind of stuff. So uh, you can email me at info at karm.org. And hopefully what I'll do is uh, read your question uh, or comment on the air. We can get to it that way. Say so real simple. And just to let you know, if you like 
to uh, you know to, to kind of chat with people. We have a really great uh, group of people, like 27 people, 29 people now in uh, in the chat area, and we have it on Rumble, but Rumble doesn't doesn't port over to uh, let's see YouTube, but people go into both and they type. And so uh, we have a great bunch of folks, a uh, great bunch of folks who uh, we've just had fellowship with over the years uh, in our chat system. So if you want to do that, we've got a guy from Slovenia just came in. And let's see, where else is from? Where, type in wherever you're from. Let's see, Matt, Rick, he's from Florida. We've got uh, Tony, interesting last name I could play with. I like to play people's last names because my last name is Slick. There's a guy that comes in, his name's, uh, his name, last name is Chiburus. G-C-H-I-B-U-R-U-S. It took us a year to figure out what Chibarus really means. It's a spice used by Chewbacca in Star Wars to put on uh, his meat. We finally figured that one out, and so we like to have fun with uh, with with names. It's all it's all good. One person from uh, Texas, another one from Michigan, another one from Wisconsin, uh, another one from Utah, Tacoma, Washington. Uh, North Carolina. See, it's kind of fun. We have a lot of people just all over the place. I don't even know how many of them have actually met in person. The only one I've met in person in here is Laura. And uh, I think that's it. Okay. There you go. See? Just talking. Hey, why don't you give me a call? All you got to do is dial 877-207-2276. Give me a call and we can talk. All right. Let's get on the phones here with... uh, Jacob from, I guess, Wisconsin. Jacob, welcome. You're on the air. When people attribute... Well, you're breaking up. You're breaking up. Try it again. Okay, people expect what? When people attribute to the human nature of Christ, do you think... You're breaking up, so I can't understand you. Okay, you're coming in and out, so I'm missing a lot of the words. So I don't know if it's your location, your driving, or what, but uh, try it one more time. Better now. Uh, Well, we'll find out. My question is: When people assign attributes to the human life, think that threatens the true humanity. Something about attributing the divine attributes to the human. I tell you what, Jacob, once you call back, let's see if we can just get a better connection, okay, because I can't follow you, and I won't be able to answer the question accurately and properly if I don't, I can't hear you. So just call back, okay, because sometimes we get bad connections. All right, brother, call back. Hey, let's get to Laura from North Carolina. Laura, welcome. You're on the air. Hi there. How are you? Oh, I'm a little melancholy, slightly what tired, uh, a little bit irritated, but I'm okay. <laughs> You're irritated. A little bit, yeah, because I'm irritated because I can't sleep as well as I need to sleep. And I, I have so much to work on. I've been working all day, and um, I just I, I get irritated that I can't sleep as well because it causes me to slow down. You know, that, that just bothers me. This is cool. This yeah. is cool. I've got you watching you on computer. I can turn the volume down so I can actually see you this time. Okay. So, anyway, I've called right. before. My question, and I, I, I feel you. I'm irritated, too, because I, or actually, I'm just, I, I got that, that COVID, I come back from COVID last week, and so COVID. I'm just, for, for what I've researched and all, I just get more <clears throat> ticked off, is a nice way to say it, mm-hmm. you know, uh, what's going on mm-hmm. in this whole world. 
But um, mm-hmm. thanks be to God, I'm in this world, but I'm truly not of it. You know. That's right. And, uh, well. But uh, anyway, my quick mm-hmm. call last night, all over mm-hmm. the place here, um, is about, I'm always seeing the number 1111. I mean, since, um, I don't know, since about 2008 or so. Um, and, and I remember when David Jeremiah's uh, Turning Point magazine came out and the cover said, or, the, or one of the uh, shoot, articles said, 1111. And my eyes, after I fell out on the floor, and I was like, oh, wow. Um, but anyway, and I research, you know, and I see 101, and I dream with numbers, and um, a lot of... I'm, uh, I'm so do you have a question, up. though? Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, what is that? What do you think about that? We just see numbers. Uh, we we said, you know, a guy called up yesterday. We talked about six six six. I see the number one five three yeah, in different right. places. Um, you know, it's just a thing. The brain is really interesting because it can pick up on numbers that you normally wouldn't even pay attention to, and phone numbers, and driving down the road, and you can see a lot of stuff. Your brain's taking a lot of information, and if you're fixated on a particular number the brain will actually pick up on it and you'll go oh, there it is again well it just might just happen statistically as being normal so i really don't put uh, too much credence in it okay i don't yep i have had something uh, a few uh, well a lot of times it would be you or the other pastors on truth radio or something on a computer i'll be writing out of the bible and i'll be writing it sometimes i've had the tv on and it happens at three different sources i'm writing out of the bible the pastor on truth radio is saying um thou shalt the said the lord at the same time i'm writing that out and you know and sometimes oh, yeah. even been on the yeah. a lot of stuff. oh yeah i'm well, I'll be on the radio and I, i'm just I feel it, like it happens anyway i'm on a different subject it's not a big deal. I'll be on the radio here listening to people and looking up a verse while they're saying it, and they'll say the exact word I'm reading sometimes. Yes. It's no big deal. It's, just, it's just coincidence. The What's that? That's definitely the Holy Spirit. That's no, how I, it could it's, be. It could not be. It, look, we live in a world where statistical probability says that certain events are going to appear coincidental. It's a bell curve of, of reality. It's just what it is. I don't wouldn't worry about that. And one of the reasons I tell people, don't worry, don't don't get fixated on this, because it can become a control over you. Now you're afraid every time you see the number, or you're you have to see it three times oh. a day, otherwise you can't go forward. You know, it, people can have different kinds of things that are attached to it, and, and that's what the devil wants. If God wants to communicate to you with numbers, He'll make it clear. He'll make it very yeah, clear. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's Don't a bad. It. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Oh no, I'm talking about um, him. Him. It's almost like it's confirmation. I'll be writing out of the Bible, and the pastor be saying the same thing, like you just said. And I'm like, I, I really feel like it's it's the Holy Spirit talking to me, affirming that. Well, it might be. Right. Um, it might be. You know, it, it's possible. What? I just can't say that. I, I, you know, all situations are or aren't. God certainly has His way of communicating. In fact, uh, I don't tell the story very often, but when I was younger and I was sliding, backsliding, the Lord used number patterns to scare the crud out of me, and it it was so beyond the norm that I knew it was from Him, and it, it was no doubt in my mind, and it was confirmed. 
But that's the only time that's ever happened. Because I'm autistic wow. and I see patterns and I, I like numbers. Well, then he spoke the language that was familiar to me. But it was exceedingly clear. It was very clear. And I went to my roommate and told him about it. He goes, yeah, the Lord told me the same thing. And it was confirmed. So, okay, and people say, well, that's wacky. Well, maybe, maybe not. But the thing is, we've got to be careful not to just fall into this kind of pattern seeing. Pareidolia. We see patterns. We see faces in toast and things like that. You know, you get a piece of toast. Look, there's a picture of Jesus on it. That must be from God talking to me. No, it's called pareidolia. And we can see like a good, like what I'll do for fun is um, sometimes I might be sitting in an office someplace. And I'll stare at a wall. I'll I'll see if it has any any textured patterns. I'll look for faces in the wall because with light okay. on certain angles, you can see certain things. Oh, there's one because it's called pareidolia. You just find patterns. Oh, look, that looks like a a guy standing. That looks like a, That's you know. Cool. I'm a photographer. So, I mean, I just started up photography again. That's really cool to know. Yeah, it's just I no just, big deal. It just happens just a lot it. in different people. I think he talks too differently. You know, I, I boy, he does. I, I've yet to figure it out. I know whether you know. I, I, I try to do, quit doing that, lean on to my own understanding, and I, I quit trying to figure it out. There's no use in figuring it out. Come on, man, that's wasted time. That's right. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Stick with what Scripture I says. Know. Don't go with patterns because that's like astrology, uh, you know, looking for patterns in the heavens or numbers that show up. And then you go to a seance and, you know, no, 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 no. Just, just stick with scripture. Okay. All right. Well, take care. You too. God bless. Take care. There's the music. That means we are on time for a break. Two open lines. If you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. We'll be right back. Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Everybody, welcome back to the show. Let's get to, let's see, Clement, I guess, from Utah. Welcome. You are on the air. Yes, Matt. How are you doing, buddy? <laughs> doing all right. Busy. And uh, get the. this is my break doing radio. So uh, what do you got, buddy? What's up? Okay, um, I have a buddy from Trinidad and Tobago in the Caribbean called me and asked me to ask you about mm -hmm. the devil being bound up in change for a thousand years, if it's literal or not. Yeah, that's a good question. So I'm looking at the text, Revelation 20, verse 1. So let's go through it, all right? Then I saw an angel. Now, John is having a vision. And now he's going to see an angel. I don't have any problem with uh, seeing a literal angel. I don't have any problem with that. Coming down from heaven. So an angel's descending out of the sky, descending down from heaven, holding the key of the abyss. Now, when we say key, car keys, we say a key to a metal lock, because locks are metal, uh, mainly. Uh, so is it a literal key? I would say, no, it's not a literal key. Uh, a key of the abyss and a great chain in his hand. Would it be a literal chain? Of course not. Laid hold of the dragon. The dragon's not literal. And it says the serpent of old. Now that would be literal because that's the serpent in the garden. And who is a devil and, and Satan, same name, reference, 
that's that's literal, and bound him for a thousand years. Now, is that literal or figurative? So this is the, the thing. A lot of people say, incidentally, that a thousand years is automatically literal. It may be, it may not be. But when we get back to the issue of uh, the chain and the key, those are lit, those are not literal chains and literal keys. They are representations of something that's occurring. So it's not a literal chain that's binding Satan. Now, I must say that it's certainly possible that God can work something miraculously where there is a physical chain that is somehow around the spirit of Je- of, uh, of the enemy and, uh, and is binding them. That's certainly possible, but it doesn't seem to fit the case here and stuff like that. So what I just say is, look, the key and the chain are representations of whatever it is that is uh, binding the, the enemy. Because what John is doing is seeing a human representation of something. So the angel apparently is real, but then what's he seeing? Because let's look at this. If he's going to have a vision, like a, say we had a dream, you know, you and I had the same dream. Let's say, you know, I had the dream, we had a dream, we're talking about this very same dream, let's just say. You know, we both saw an angel coming out from heaven in our dream. Is it a literal angel we're seeing? No, we're seeing something in our mind. Now, is the angel going to look exactly like what we think? Maybe, maybe not. So it's a representation in a dream form, just the same way a vision would be, more or less. Because, but some visions can actually be seeing things that are real. So this gets, you know, this gets complicated. A lot of variables came down out of heaven holding the key of the abyss and a great chain in his hands. So what we would see in this, if we're to act this out or have a movie be made, an angel just flaps his wings, slides down from heaven, and there's a key and a chain in his hand. And uh, he's coming down to, to get to the devil. He grabs the, de- the dragon, the serpent-looking thing, and uh, chains him up and throws him into a, an abyss. That's a, a vision. So we can't say that... The chain is literal and the key is literal. What we would say is that these are actual representations of something that's actually happening. But it's not a literal key, a literal chain. He's having the authority, key, and the power, chain, to bind. And that's what we would, how we would interpret it, and then put him in there for a thousand years. So if people want to say the thousand is literal, uh, that's a problem in the context. But, uh, you know, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, okay? Okay, I'll transfer it. I learned something tonight. Thank you. Sure, no problem at all. Well, God bless. God bless. Okay. Okay. All right, now let's get to Jacob again. Hey, Jacob, let's try it again. Are you still there? So when people attribute divine attributes to the human nature of Christ, do you think that threatens the true humanity of Christ? Yes, uh, because it's an error in uh, categories. So divine attributes attributed to the human. So let me talk, or write this out of my notes. Uh, I keep a record on what, what the calls are about, their timestamps for later stuff. So Jesus has two distinct natures, a divine nature and a human nature. They are different natures. They're not the same nature. There are certain properties that belong to the human nature. There are certain properties that belong to the divine nature. Now, I'm going to back up here and give a little bit more theology. 
we are made in the image of God, Genesis 1, 26 through 28. And the image deals with what's called the communicable attributes. The communicable attributes of God are such things as he can love, we can love. He can hate, we can hate. He can think, we can think. The incommunicable attributes are such things as he's everywhere, we are not everywhere. He's eternal in the past, we are not. So he has certain attributes that belong to him, and we have attributes that we can share from him that are reflected. So in the human nature of Christ, we have the Imagio Dei. That's Latin for the image of God. We have the Imagio Dei uh, of God in the human nature. It's not to say that the human nature is divine. It's not. It doesn't say that we have the attributes of divinity because the attributes or characteristics or properties emanate out of the essence. So the human nature is one thing, and it can only have properties that are regular to that human nature. The divine nature will have properties that are regular and uh, explicit only to that nature. We cannot take the attributes of one thing and attribute it to another and actually transfer them over. The reason we can't do that is because the attributes emanate out of the essence. So I have my cell phone in my left hand and a drink of water with a little juice in it in my right hand. They are different things. I'm showing them on camera for those who can see. The attributes of a phone, for example, is to be able to make calls at long distances. That property does not exist with my cup. The cup has circularity at the opening and has volume and container for liquid. That's not the case for the phone. So the reason that they have different properties is because they have different natures. So though there can be a correspondence of nature, for example, God loves and people love, well, that's because we're made in his image, and it's the Imagio Dei. Like I said, it's the image of God. So, having said this, it's not the case that we can take the human attributes and attribute them to the divine, or the divine attribute them to the, to the human, because it's a mixing of attributes. It's also implicating the mixture of the natures. And this would become what we call monophysitism, where we have the two natures of Christ becomes a single new nature, and then the attributes of those natures become a, a kind of a divested thing. I won't get into that. There's another doctrine of error called Eutychianism, where the human nature and the divine nature are so intermixed that they're indistinguishable. That's a short way of saying it. And therefore, then, in Eutychianism, it would seem as though they could attribute the human and divine attributes uh, back and forth to each other. But they can't do that. That's heresy. The proper teaching is that there's only one uh, uh, person who's Jesus, but within the G person of Jesus are two distinct natures. This is called the hypostatic union. So in the one person of Christ is a divine nature and a human nature. The attributes are ascribed to the single person. One person has both attributes, but the natures retain their individuality and uniqueness uh, in the person of Christ. We'll get right back to you after these messages. Please stay tuned. Hope that helped, folks. And... Uh, Okay, we'll be right back after these messages. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, well, welcome back to the show. Let's get back to Jacob. Jacob, are you there? So with what you were saying, would you say that's one of the best arguments to use against the Roman Catholics when they say that Jesus is omnipresent in the Eucharist? 
No, because what they're saying is that the presence and the nature of Christ are distinct and distinguished from the essence of the Eucharistic uh, presence or wafer. So they'll say that the uh, the wafer here's what becomes inconsistent. I'm trying to think. You might have a better point in that. I'm thinking. Uh, they say it's in with and under transubstantiation, and the the confusion rests in the issue of of the blending of the the natures of the bread and the the body. And I've heard and read where they say it is only retaining the appearance of bread and is no longer bread, but has been transformed into it. So its nature has changed. So then they would say that this, and this would not violate the laws of logic here, but what they're saying is that the nature of the bread changes. It retains the physical appearance, but its nature is different, and it's the nature of the body of Christ. And so, therefore, when you take it, you're taking the body of Christ. So they wouldn't be violating uh, logical uh, category mistakes and stuff like that in that case. But okay. wouldn't they be saying that the body is omnipresent? Because they're observing it all over the world. But that's a problem. And I've asked Catholics, uh, is it not the case that a human bo body is by definition in one place at a time? Yes. Then how can Jesus' body be ubiquitous? And they say, well, it's just a mystery. And what I'm doing is showing them, just from what you're, you're getting at, is that there's a problem when they say that the body of Christ is in multiple places. And I've had them say, well, we don't know what God does in heaven, so therefore it can happen. And these are all arguments just from flat-out ignorance. And so uh, there's that. And plus, I'll say, well, look, um, did he actually drink? Did they actually drink the, the, the blood of Christ? Yes. Before the crucifixion? Yes. But you say that the sacrifice is, the, sac the Eucharist is the sacrifice body and blood of Christ, right? Yes. Then how did it happen before the institution, before the sacrifice? That's a bit of a problem for them to, to work out. And the other thing is, well, Leviticus 17, 14 says that uh, Jews are not to drink the blood of any flesh. So was Jesus breaking Levitical law by telling them to drink blood? And they have a problem with that too. They have their ways of of trying to get out of it, but their, their ways aren't very good. They're not very sound logically. Anyway, okay. And if Luke twenty two twenty, when Jesus says the cup is the new covenant, if they were consistent, they would have to say that cup was literally the new covenant, right? Now, that's a good point. I never thought of that before. That's a good point. The cup. Now, what they mean by it is the containing of the container of the cup, the blood. Now, what they do, they take the wafer, they dip it into the 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 wine, and it's called intinction. So that the wine is then infused into the wafer, and when the priest lifts it up, it's changed into the body and blood of Christ. It's no longer just uh, bread and wine. But yeah, it, it's the cup is what symbolizes. I, there's a word for that. It's a simile or something like that. And that's what's going on. And so when Jesus says, I'm the door, he's not literally a door. Just as this is the cup, is not literally the cup or this specific cup that he's talking about. Okay. And when they do that, is it correct that they actually venerate the host? It's correct that they do it. It's sinful that they do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, like, they'll parade around the elements and stuff like that, mm -hmm. and they'll 
face them and venerate them. Yes, and it's called a monstrance. M O N S T R A N C E, a monstrance. They, they once the wafer has been transformed into the body of Christ, it's actually Jesus now. So they put it in a monstrance, and you can look up the word. You can see pictures of varying kinds, and it's like a sunburst of rays of gold coming out. They put the round wafer in the middle, and then they will lift it up and they'll bow before it. And so this is idolatry, and they'll say, "Well, it's it's a body of Christ." Well, it's not the body of Christ. And uh, then they'll parade it, like you said, uh, do various things. It's just another form of idolatry that they're doing. And they like to say that it's not a re-sacrifice, but it's propitiatory. It is a re-sacrifice. They say it isn't, but it is. And it's a propitiatory sacrifice. It cleanses uh, from sin. And a propitiatory sacrifice is a sacrifice to say it's propitiatory. Um, they would have to redefine propitiation then because propitiation in the Bible is a sacrifice that turns away wrath and so that's what it means it doesn't mean it's potentially removed it means it actually is which is really interesting if you go to 1 John 2 2 propitiation for the whole world Ooh, what does that mean then everybody's going to go to heaven another side note so when they say it's propitiatory uh, then they have a problem and so let me see catholic org I mean karm.org um uh, Eucharist, because I've got the uh, quotes, Eucharist sacrifice. Let's see if I've got, I can find it really quickly. Mass sacrifice of Christ. And uh, so, yeah, they call it a sacrifice. The holy sacrifice of the Eucharist, paragraph uh, 1055. The Eucharist is also a sacrifice, paragraph 1365. There you go. It's a sacrifice. Okay. So they're basically saying that Jesus' sacrifice was not perfect. It has to be done over again. That's what they're saying, but they don't realize it. And if you tell them they're saying that, they're going to say, that's not what we're saying. But it is. Because Jesus was so offered So it's basically self-refuting. Yes, right. But this is what happens like when you... Like all false religions. There you go. You just took the words out of my mouth. This is what happens with false religions. They don't make sense. And then they it's called cognitive dissonance. And, uh, yeah, that's what it is. Okay. Okay, so thank good you. Good for you. Good for you, buddy. Keep up the good work, man. All right. Hey, okay, let's see. We've got, oh, we've got William from Dayton, Ohio, waiting a long time. Okay, Will, you are on the air, if you're there. Hey, man, what's going on? Uh, oh, doing radio. This is this is a very, very important question. Uh, okay been dwelling within me here lately and okay. everything that's going on with worldly events but uh, mm-hmm. so it says in the bible for us to pray for our enemies right yes that means pray for and, Biden and to love our enemies mm-hmm. yep. well, so I believe what, Biden's an enemy of the people and I believe yeah, I do that's my opinion okay so what if they're just using that at the control mechanism to further their agenda you know, and to enslave the human race, you know, to if they they can use the Bible as a control mechanism. Of course, you see can. where I'm trying to get at. Like, sure, it was misused to, to justify slavery. It's been misused to justify uh, destruction of, of uh, people's rights, and it can be misused in many different ways. Just you know, that's that's true. Okay, so, so but think about that. Like, if they're using the words in the Bible control mm-hmm. mechanism to further an agenda mm-hmm. which could 
and it's not even a, a question of it could. Eventually, you know, the human race is going to be totally enslaved. At what point do we draw the line and, and fight? I can't repeat what I think on the air about that. Okay. Well, can you kind of sum it up to me that um that I could that we could you know use? That's why I tell people read the Declaration of Independence. Uh, in my opinion, the uh, the our government is no longer uh, has not been for quite a while working for the best interests of the people. That's not to say every person in power is corrupt, but um, the corruption is obvious. We have hypocrisy in the yeah. highest levels. We have uh, insider trading. We have the people raiding the treasury. They've opened up our borders. They have um, broken laws. They, go, like January 6th committee, they're going after people, trying to destroy people's lives for basically just what uh -huh. amounts to trespassing. Uh, they're going after everybody, looking for people. They want to denounce. They want to destroy anybody. It's it's uh, it's just the same kind of technique, uh, but with limits, uh, as um, uh, Stalinist Russia, in that they destroy their enemies. And so, um, good men. It, it actually it makes me feel bad to even to question the Bible, because you know I I want to pray for my enemies. I want to love my neighbor. You should. But they're think using, about this. But they're using, yes. but they're using that aspect to control mm -hmm. us to further well, an Satan agenda. Yes, yeah, Satan did the same thing. He would misuse scripture in order to get his agenda going. But look, we are to pray for uh, the enemies of, of the gospel, and we, so that means uh, we pray for Biden and Pelosi, and and the Pope and things like that. We pray for them. Okay, now, hold on, we got to break. Okay. Yes, I know, not just that. Look at the world but, uh, economic. Hold on, we got a break, we got a break. Hold on, okay. Hey, folks, three open lines, you want to give me a call? 877-207-2276. Be right back. Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Everybody, welcome back to the show. Just want to let you know that we stay on the air by your support. And if you want to help out, all you got to do is go to carm.org forward slash donate. If you like what you hear, please support us because that's what we need in order to stay on the air. And if you don't like what uh, you hear, then pray for me. Okay. All right, let's get back on with Will from Dayton. Are you still there? I'm still here, brother. Okay. So, in light so basically, of, what, when is enough? When is enough enough? You know, I've that's I subjective. Have, I've drawn my line in the sand, mm -hmm. so to speak. It's subjective. You know, we we use violence when there's no other recourse. There are recourses. Uh, the idea of taking back what needs to be taken back uh, is a dangerous and a very serious issue. Uh, the, the government is working against the people and against the Constitution and is doing things that are wrong. The recourse is for us to vote and to protest and to raise our uh, ire so that they can be heard and do this consistently. We need to do this. That's what needs to happen. 
And that's how, as Christians, we should be praying, and then we should be getting people in office uh, on the local level and the great level. And then we should be demanding the legitimacy of our elections. Because personally, I don't trust them anymore. I, I'm a, I don't know. I, I don't I'm trying to, I, I've lost my, my faith in the elections. Uh, I just have. And I believe COVID was used as a control marker. Uh, I mean, at first, I think it was legit. It was had some problems. I mean, I was wearing masks. We didn't know what was going on. I, I get that, and I grant that. That's not a problem. But after a while, it became obvious. I agree obvious. with that. Yeah. After a while, it became obvious. This is uh, now they're just using for control. In fact, uh, well, I'm getting into some stuff. I've written like 30 articles on COVID, masks, research, and things like that. And um, I, I will never take that COVID vaccine personally. You and me both. Yeah, I, I, it's a matter but of self defense. You, but, you see, but you see what you see where this is heading. Like if if they start yeah. ushering mm-hmm. this digital currency in. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, right we're now we're we're sheep we're sheep in the pasture. Uh-huh. If they That's start right. ushering in this digital currency and whatever comes with that, we're getting further and further closer oh, to the slaughterhouse. Absolutely. See, what's going to happen is so, that they'll the, the goal would be to be in control. They don't want to destroy everybody. You know, the, the powers that be. They don't want to have anarchy in their hands and people dying in the streets. They want to have uh, control. And so they're going to be gradually moving things. And if they can get control of the digital currency, and as we already know, now the government, the banks are supposed to report transactions of $600 or more to the federal government. Now the federal government's telling us, uh, watching uh, watching uh, over our shoulder what we spend our money on. These little things like this, and then you get used to it, and then they'll just move it down to 500 or 400 or any transactions now are to be judged by, uh, by what the government allows and doesn't allow. Are you allowed to buy bullets? Are you allowed to buy guns? Are you allowed to buy uh, extra food? Oh, you're storing up extra food? We've noticed that your grocery bill has been uh, increased at, at uh, an, a, you know, an unnecessary level. Why are you doing this? Are you a white supremacist because you're storing up food, getting ready to, to raid uh, or fight back? Is that what you're doing? They can accuse you of all kinds of stuff. And this is right. one of the issues. I got, hey, look, dude, let me tell you, I know indirectly, I'll just leave it that way, that uh, there are uh, trucks that are being developed that they can drive down the street and just aim a, 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 a heat kind of a sensor gun at your home. They can tell where everybody is and what weapons you have in the house. That's wonderful. Oh, yeah. I, they can tap into your uh, wireless. They can tap into your, uh, your your Internet. They can do all this kind of stuff. They can tell you exactly where, where people are in your house by looking at it. And this has been around for a long time. So I'm just... I'm to the point to where, you know, I, I hate to question the word, but they're using that against them. They're using that as a control mechanism to advance mm-hmm. their agenda. Yeah, a lot of them are. And, you know, when uh, when you hear uh, politicians say Jesus would, would support a pro-choice movement, you know, that's blasphemy. And they will use God's yeah. word because they are liars, deceivers, uh, cheats, and they serve their, their, their father, the devil. And so, as Christians, Absolutely. we need to be. It's, it's true. As Christians, we need to uh, stand against this. And the, and the primary way is by prayer. People think prayer doesn't do anything. Well, no, it does. You've got to be praying. If all the Christian churches praying for this country, it, God's going to raise up people. That's what He does. 
and he works uh, things to, to change. We want conversions of people in government. I don't want them to go to hell. I don't want Biden to go to hell. I don't want Pelosi to go to hell. I don't trust either one of them, period. I think so, they're hypocrites so and you liars. Gotta, but I don't want them to go to hell. I want them to be about, saved. Think about what you were saying, though, these, this equipment that they have that can monitor and they get a lot more than see that. where the heat is within the home. That's that's our own brothers and sisters. Yep. They could take a laser that you can't see, put it on your window, and they could hear what you're saying. They could uh, watch the vibrations of the voice that hits a light source. Like you have a light bulb in a, in a lampshade, whatever, in your, your office, and there's a window. What they can do is uh, aim a beam of some sort upon the window and look at the light. And your voice causes air pressure to hit the uh, the light bulb, which causes a slight super light flicker. You can't see it, but they can pick it up and they can help. Uh, it helps discern what you're saying at great distance. Why would they have something like that? Why would our government have something like that against its own people? Does that make any sense? Well, they would initially want to do this in order to uh, root out the enemy. You know, across you, know, you could turn it on at an embassy across the street you know a different embassy and you can do it well it's never supposed to be used on the people we've heard that my mom and dad said something very interesting they told me to my face income tax was uh, specifically developed for world war ii to help fund the war effort and they were specifically told it's only for the duration of the war they both told me this my dad served in world war ii my mom helped build uh, B-17 uh, wings uh, as a woman in, in, the, uh, in, the, in the factories. They told me what was going on. They said it was supposed to only be for the war. They never repealed it. The government gives, it, it will say one thing and then very frequently do another. This is why it's important to have godly men and women Christian men and women in office. Oh, no, church separates the church and state. No, what that means is that the state is not to tell you what religion to practice. It doesn't mean you can't have Christians in office who believe in the sufficiency of Scripture and the authority of God to whom they have to answer and so they won't take bribes. This is what we have. Look at what we deserve in this country because, I mean, look at it. LGBTQ is now indoctrinated and, and passes law as being acceptable. And if you don't agree with it, you can be uh, fined. The pronoun crap with the issue. You don't use someone's pronouns according to what they want. You can be fined or jailed or lose your job or canceled, whatever. There's different levels of this that's going out there. Or abortion, the killing of the unborn. These are all instantiated as laws or becoming more laws. Uh, the stuff about the pronoun thing I've heard more about recently. These things are becoming laws, and some are laws, which means our, our government is officiating in the practice of sin and rebellion against God. Now, what's the battle? The battle is a spiritual battle, Ephesians 6.12. We as Christians, we have the, the Lord God on our side. The gates of hell will not prevail against the church, Matthew 16.18. That means when we go kick the gates down, they're not going to stand. Eventually, they're going to fall. But what Christians now do is say, there's a gate of hell. So let's run, take cover. Gates don't do anything. We are the ones who are on the offense of God. Says, Jesus says, go out into the world and make disciples of all the nations. He sent them out. He's even said, by a sword, Luke 24, 36. It's not for the purpose of being aggressive. It's for defense. We have the right of defense. 
Yeah. We can use the laws in a defensive means. And we should be saying to the politicians, get these people out of uh, jails who've been in there without trial, without due process, who uh, January 6th stuff, who just trespassed. Get them out. And yet these guys, like that one guy, I forgot his name, whatever his name is, who instigated the breaking of the laws, he, there's nothing happening to him. Why? Because he's with the left. So when the people in control are the ones who can raid the treasury set the laws and they're the ones who can say who gets punished not gets punished that's where you get corruption and the only way to prevent that is to have godly men and women in place and we don't have them our country's lost okay well it sounds like to me is in essence we're creating our own prison state humanity yes, we are. is allowing this to happen we, mm-hmm. we at some point you see what i'm saying at some point oh, yeah. we have to we can't let that control our fate we have to intervene or god has to intervene that's right you pray for you pray for the salvation of the enemies of this country and of the christian faith like biden and uh, pelosi and others you pray for them kamala harris Uh, you pray for them you pray for their salvation i have prayed for them and we need to continue to pray for them okay and pray for them as much as i should here in our own this is is a global Absolutely. See, the United States is practicing censorship through its pressuring of uh, private uh, corporations. Criminals are getting out under the name of equity. We tried equity, or not we. Equity has been tried. It was called Marxism. Everybody's equal. The equal outcome, and it led to the death of uh, millions upon millions and millions and millions of people. Uh, The United States is in really bad debt, and it's getting worse. There's the funding of of the police, which increases uh, the rise of, of uh, criminal activity. There's the, what's called democide, the intentional killing of the RNM people. That's happened a lot. The elections, the people, more and more people don't trust the elections. The FBI is weaponized. I don't the trust. IRS is being weaponized. The leaders apparently are hypocrites. You know, it's pretty obvious. They say wear masks and then they don't wear masks. They say get rid of your guns and they hire police protection. They say don't drive uh, carbon emitting uh, vehicles and they take private jets. There's money laundering going through Ukraine, uh, open borders against the laws. Uh, that means that they don't care about the people of this country. Oppressive practices, like I said, so $16 what? in transactions. Schools are indoctrination areas for, idol- for idolatry, uh, ideology, activism, and protests against the status quo in our Constitution. This is what's going on. Christians should wake up. What can we do? I'll tell you what we can do. All the pastors, real pastors, not the women pastors, because they're false pastors. Women shouldn't be in office of in a past pulpit, but they can certainly be prayer warriors, that's for sure. And the men need to start teaching in the pulpit what needs to be done, not every day, you know, every Sunday, but this needs to be on the forefront, and all pastors across America and across the world should start praying. Number one, you start praying, and you ask God to take care of this, and you ask him to use you, and pray for the conversion of the people in office. Pray that God would raise up godly people to replace the evil ones. You ask God to do this. We don't raise a hand to hurt anybody. We vote. We do whatever we can the best way we can, and that's how it's supposed to be done, and Christians need to start voting and doing other stuff. In fact, I've got almost out of time. Let me just throw this out really fast. Wouldn't it be great if, on, let's say, pick a day like September 1st through the entire month, that what happened is everybody with the letter last name starts with A showed up at a capital, 
with signs protesting one or constitution back, one or state back, and then next day, letter with B, letter with C. Everyone did it all over the United States at the same time, guarantee you'll get in the news. We need to start doing this kind of stuff like this and be organized. That's what we need to do as Christians, and we're out of time. Call back tomorrow. We gotta talk more about this stuff. Sorry, we're out of time. And Curtis from South Carolina, I want to hear what you have to say about this. I want you to call back tomorrow too. Please, Curtis, we're out of time. The Lord bless you all. By his grace, we'll back on the air tomorrow and teach Bible study tonight. So, hey, God bless. Another program powered by the Truth Network.